brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. All right, I am going to declare us live as I do every Tuesday at 2.30. No weeks off here. Uh, we take on the Corrales Punta Cana Championship following the U.S. Open. We got a, I got a lot of questions, so I'll provide some answers, but it's going to be more of a Q&A style. Because first of all, Tim, I don't think we've ever done a show on this. What is the reason for that? It's an alt event normally? Yeah, it used to be, yeah, like an alternate field. I, I, I believe this was the Puerto Rico Open, or no? I don't even know. No, I don't think those are the same you, things. I'm not even going to pretend like I know. No clue. We okay. probably just never did a show for this because it's such a bad event, and we we're just like, no, we're not. We're not having it. Um, but as you said, the contests are not as bad as I thought they were going to be. No doubt. They, so, yeah, it's kind of I guess we should probably talk about it, but it's a heck of a way to back up a major and, and a really strong like 10 weeks of golf. It's like, wow, we, we really just went off the cliff with this one. It was. Yeah. I mean, we have FedEx Cup to U.S. <laughs> Open to Alt Field event. <laughs> Listen, we got to give a shout out, obviously, to Bryson. Um, you've talked heavily on the show, and I think you you you've nailed this. And we we've come to this conclusion: when Bryson plays, the upside is never in question. It's the downside. Uh, he's very volatile, but we know when he tees it up, the way he plays is high high risk, high reward. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying like I didn't like Bryson last week, so I. definitely not a victory lap. I didn't think I. I said on the show I thought easier courses would be more up his alley but yeah definitely just the way that he plays is so high variance um that it, it, from week to week you, you're gonna get really bad results and but when he's playing well you're gonna see what he did. that was just dominant performance uh, on Sunday out of him I mean the approach game was good I think he led the field in approach um we know he can putt the driver is you know, he's the best driver of the ball uh, in the game as far as strokes gain off the tee. So yeah, when he's got it rolling, um, he might, he probably is the best player in the world. I would say if every golfer played their absolute best, I guess, wow. I'm guessing he would win. Um, now he's not going to play his best as often. He's not as consistent as DJ JT Rory. Um, but boy, the putter gets going, the driver gets going. If the irons are there, he's almost impossible to beat. I would say, I don't know. I don't want to overreact, but I mean, he was so good. It's hard to not overreact. It It is like, it's one of these things. This is going to sound weird. I didn't like Bryson last week. Seeing that he won though, was not surprising in a lot of ways. 
Like, because I know that this is in his game. I just didn't think it would be extracted at Wingfoot, but you got to give him credit. He has a plan and he believes in it. And I, I'm not going to say everyone is going to start to try to do things like this, but clearly he has shown that maybe golf was a little unsolved and, and he's just doing it differently and, and maybe more effective on these courses, even the courses where every week it's like, well, you can't hit it in the rough here. His theory is working out more often than not. Yeah. I mean, it's, if you're not first, you're last, right? It doesn't matter. He's not trying to finish T20 or yeah, T10. It doesn't matter. Um, the, I guess the problem, it seems like the only way they can, and I mean, it played hard. It played very difficult. I, I think on, on Thursday, it was maybe a little bit easier than people expected, but then the rest of the days, um, but the rough, I just don't know. There was not, it's like they can't make the rough thick enough. Yeah. I don't um, they're don't. deep enough. I don't know what the answer is. Like literally like halfway up your calf, like eight inch high rough. I don't know. Um, but there's still just what it wasn't. It didn't matter. Missing the fairway. The length was still a huge advantage. I'm annoyed. I let a lot of guys I liked. I didn't play because I thought um, the really difficult conditions were going to be tough. Um, scared me away from playing Wolf. Um co-crack who you know faded but still was probably a good play at 6800 a lot of those guys i went for the grinders and they sucked so but your boy will z who we'll get to in a bit uh strokes gained hole in one i didn't know that he was a hole in one specialist yeah you gotta check the check the stats hole in one percentage is probably the most important in in dfs golf lately um (laughs) no i mean there's a new thing in dfs if you're over 25 percent owned (laughs) Uh, you automatically get a hole in one. So keep that in mind as we go to Corrales here. Let's go to go and chat. Uh, <laughs> Tim, I mean, this is a course I'm obviously pretty unfamiliar with. It's a par 72. It's going to be easy. I mean, it's not even going to be relatable to what we saw last week, but just overall, did anything stand out? This is a resort course. So I'm assuming it's going to be pretty gettable. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because it's long. It's 7,600 yards, which is really long. Par 72, uh, I believe it's past Palom Greens, like we've seen um, at like Puerto Rico, um, Mayacoba. It looks a lot similar to Mayacoba, but it's a lot longer of a course. But the thing that was really strange to me is really long par 72. And you look back last year, uh, Graham McDowell won at minus 18 with Mackenzie Hughes, Chris Stroud, and Jonathan Bird uh, uh, chasing, which just like four old, well, not Hughes isn't old, but not, not long hitters at all. Like old guys, short hitters. That seems strange. You go back 2018, the first year they played here, Bryce Garnett won it, an old crafty short hitter. Keith Mitchell was second. Um, but yeah, but seeing short hitters seem to have really a lot of success here, which seems strange. I don't know how to explain it. There's a couple different ways I could explain it. One is small sample size. We've only played two events here. Um, another is there's no elite players playing this event, right? Like all the elite guys are mega long. You take those guys out of the field. It's kind of like a, I don't know, it's more wide open. And I think the shorter hitters kind of have a better chance to contend when you don't have Rory, Rom, JT, you know, I think we look at these really strong field events and we say, oh, they all favor the Bombers, Augusta, Memorial, Riviera, because there's all long hitters at the top of the leaderboard. Well, that's because they're the best players in the world. You take those guys out, 
I think the shorter hitters can contend, even though it might not be the best course for them. So I don't know. It's hard to explain why at a 7,600 yard par 72, old short hitters have had success. I don't know. I think I'm going to way to, we only have two years and we have play. It's going to be a combination of what you just said. We only have two years of data and we have fields that are limited in not like these, a lot of these guys, we don't see that often. Uh, we think we know their games, but they're either really young on tour or they're not the best player. Like it, there's just a lot of different variables that we normally aren't factoring in. Uh, so yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm not going out of my way to target short hitters thinking this is a short hitters course. I just thought it, I thought it was weird that those were the guys that had success, but I'm going into it. Like we're, I'm trying to play the best players and I'm not going to get bogged down in course fit this week. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you really want to dig in too much, but it's just a situation. Listen, you're going to have to attack these par fives. The field is the field. We're all playing the same guys. It's going to look different and there's no better time to get into it. So we're going to dive in. I will ask Chad, this is a good question. Do we get shot tracker this week? I don't know the answer to that. I think the answer is no. Um, if anybody has this inside information, cause we have the best viewers in the world. We know they know people let me know. Um, and then I'll pawn it off like I know on tomorrow night's show. So let me know so I know how many entries. <laughs> yeah, that too. Like, like two if I can or like a, a 150. Yikes. Um, I would be all right. If there's shot tracker, I don't think there will be. I don't think there will be. We kick things off with <laughs> a guy. Uh, I mean, I, I this is just ridiculous. Will Zalatoris is ten thousand nine hundred. Corey Connors, Mackenzie Hughes, Sam Burns. That's the big four of this tournament. I mean, uh, being serious because obviously we're, we're really going to try to break this down. Can you play a guy like Will Zalatoris at this price and this ownership, given you know that we've seen really just one good start from him at this level? I mean, I think you can. I'm going to go back to what I said last week is that we don't know. I mean, if he is the next Colin Morikawa, the next John Rahm, then we'll still look back and we'll say, oh, remember that time that Will Zalatoris was 10-9? I mean, he should have been a lock button play. I don't know. I mean, I, I think he's playable. I like him better than Corey Connors and Mackenzie Hughes, who I think are, it's just ridiculous to pay 10-6 and 10-3 for those guys here. Zalatoris, at least you have the out of, maybe we're getting a generational player in an awful field at 10-9. And he's coming off the six at the U.S. Open. The ball striking was great. I know we made fun of the hole-in-one, but he gained 9.3 with the ball striking. And he's been the best player on the Corn Ferry Tour. I, I still prefer Burns to him uh, at 10-1, but I, he would be my second favorite above 10k i think i think connors and hughes sorry team canada uh, are just you just nuke those guys from your player pool right there um burns to me i, I i've liked burns for a long time uh made six of eight cuts since the travelers all were t32 or better uh the ball striking has been really good plus 6.6 at the safeway plus 6.0 at windham plus 6.5 at 3m um, so four of his last six starts, he's gained at least five strokes with the ball striking. We know he's long. We know he can putt. He hasn't quite put it all together. Um, 
but I, I like Burns at 10-1. I don't, uh, he, I guess he'd be my favorite play, but I think you can go to Wilsey. I, I don't know if the ownership is crazy. I probably don't love that, but I think you can go there. I, listen, if I had to rank the top four, uh, Burns would clearly be one. Uh, I think Will Z would be two. Him and Connors would be pretty close. Mackenzie Hughes would be by far last. Um, <laughs> but I just, I really have a tough time playing some. Listen, this guy, you can look at the Corn Ferry results and he he is clearly dominating down there. It's not like, oh, he's holding his own. He is not, this guy's a tour level player, but I'm my, what I'm saying is even if he is as good as you're saying, maybe those guys at that point in their career, I don't know if I would have played them, even knowing what I know now. Like, I'm not sure I would have paid close to 11K for them in, in a field like this. The thing that gets me is, do you know how many events on the Corn Ferry Tour he's won this year? I, I have no... He's, only, he's won once. And it's okay. like, you know, and he's been great. He's got a, a ton of top fives. Um, and we saw last week... Yeah. But the really, talent really, is through the roof. He gained across the board. Right. Uh, he, he played amazing. But it's like to have only – if you told me this guy is coming off the Corn Ferry Tour and he's the most expensive player in this field, and it's a bad field, how many times has he won? I would say, oh, he's probably won like three times on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's only won once, and he's, he's played well. I mean, but it is a little concerning to me that he, he has only won once because, I mean, you're going to need him to be right there obviously if you're paying 10 nine for him like a, a t7 probably doesn't get it done yeah and listen with the win equity so messed up in a tournament like this i get it like you're gonna have some room but i i still don't think up to this i don't think you evaluate him just on talent i really don't like sam burns is someone that i've seen dozens of times compete in fields stronger than this hold his own Will Z has a more impressive finish than anyone in this field, probably. But other than that, he's got a lot of success on the Corn Ferry Tour and a lot of miscuts a couple of years ago on this tour. So I'd say just be a little cautious. If he pushes 30%, there's 0% chance I get over that. Yeah. The, the T6 at the U.S. Open actually got him more official world golf ranking points than the win on the corn Ferry tour. So by, by official world golf ranking, that was his best finish ever. Um, it's hard to argue with that. The, the problem know. is, is like, I want, I want to poke a bunch of holes in his, in the reasons to play him. But then you'd look and see like, well, who are we going to play over him? And you're like, okay, am I going to pay 9,900 for Adam long? Like, and it's just, it seems bad all the way around so so that's where we'll go next obviously and that's that's a very fair point it's easy to poke holes and plays this week because everyone is overpriced you got to play someone and at the 9k range we've got some names uh from it's an interesting bucket we have some young guys like ventura we've got detry is here i (laughs) kind of find that pretty wild yeah my boy then we have stenson it's, he could be like if I would rather go down in flames with Stenson than a lot of these other guys. And honestly, that thought honestly just popped in my head right now. Um, but I'd rather take a shot with him. So and if would he's I. awful. At least you're saying, hey, we got like a world class player 
um, for 9,500 in an awful field. And we swung and we missed, but it feels better than like playing. I'm so sick of Grillo at 90, at 9,800. These guys, he's being priced. Okay. so, So the betting market is basically just public opinion, right? He doesn't have to be good. If people are pumping money into him every week, the odds are going to be all out of whack. He has done nothing to warrant being 25 to one in this field. I mean, T29 at the Safeway, T44 at the Northern Trust, T66 at the PGA. I mean, the stats are good, but like at what point, what has he really done to warrant a $9,800 price tag besides strike the ball great and have everyone following him? Like at some point, the results have to match what the price is and what the outright odds are. And no, there's something to that. Obviously, statistically, his tee to green game is probably better than everyone else in the field. It is. But he never putts. Um, and you're going to need to make your fair share. He's got one top 10 dating all the way back to June of 2019. And that top 10 was at the 3M in July. Eh. At some point, like I love ball striking more than anybody in the world, like literally, probably. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, at some point, the the goal is to get the ball in the hole, not just to hit a great drive and hit a great iron. Like at some point, you have to do something to warrant being ninety nine hundred and to warrant being twenty five to one and have people be betting you. And he just hasn't done it. If you just looked at the results and not the name or the stats, you would say this guy should be like 7,500. <laughs> wow. Hate, hate, hate. I mean, listen, I don't have a strong take on him. You know that I, I'm a fan, but the results, they don't really lead me to him in this spot. I'm not firmly against it. I'll probably have some. The guy I, I want to talk about, we've talked about Stenson. Denny McCarthy has had a I don't want to say like a resurgence, but he is striping it better than he has basically ever on tour. The putting hasn't been as fire, but it's certainly still good. This is the type of guy I think could win the tournament um, because he has got that lethal combo. And everyone is now thinking that Mackenzie Hughes, who is putting out of his mind as well, but like Denny McCarthy still is one of the best putters in the world. Yeah. And he's actually hitting the ball better than Mackenzie Hughes. Um, and I, I've been on McCarthy. He was great at Wyndham. So he gained one point. This is where we kind of got on board. He gained 1.3 with the ball strike at the PGA. Then he was amazing at Wyndham, gained 6.9. He gained 4.2 at Northern Trust. I mean, these are really, really good numbers for him, who was a guy that was just god awful with the ball striking and just made every putt. I mean, so for him to be consistently gaining has been amazing. Now, he missed the cut at the Safeway he didn't hit it that bad. He was right around even. Um, I, I like him. I mean, even the missed cut with right around even ball striking, you know, his last four, five, four starts, I mean, have been, have been solid. Like he's kind of been trending um, different surface. I don't know if he probably, he probably didn't like the, the Poe uh, at the Safeway. So I mean, different surface. I, I like McCarthy. I mean, he's expensive, but I'd play him easily over McKenzie Hughes. I agree with that. We'll see. Uh, Chat's pointing out that he might be really popular. Ownership's going to be important for me this week. I think these guys are all pretty even, um, give or take some small margins. So I will play a little of the ownership game, but we'll have to wait and see on that. I'm a no, listen, I'm a Thomas Detry guy. 
He played in this tournament last year. He came in 33rd. He made the cut last week. I think it's a little much for him, though. Uh, do you have any interest in targeting a, a relatively unknown player? No, not really. No. I mean, I know he's got a couple seconds recently in those terrible uh, European tour events. But, no, I mean, same same boat as I, I I don't put as much stock. Sorry, I don't put as much stock in the European tour, especially the these recent events that have had really, really bad fields. Um, I think it looks great on paper when you come in with, you know, seven made cuts in a row and a couple runners up, but you have to realize uh, just not as good of a, I mean, in general, the tour just isn't as good. And then you take yeah. out all of the great players. And I mean, those, those, those finishes just don't mean a lot to me. And I think you saw a lot of those guys um, in the U S open that people were excited to play, even though they didn't garner a lot of ownership, they were kind of like the trendy picks. Uh, n- none of those guys fared well last week. No, the Rasmus Hogards of the world. Yeah, Hogard is like not. dead last. Yeah, that was whatever. That's not neither here nor there. Um, all right. Do you want to move on? Do you want to talk Ventura, Brandon Grace, anyone else in the nines? Wow, Stenson gained 2.8 with the approach last week. That's that's Listen, real that's reeling me in. I um, I'll go down with Stenson over all these other guys any day of the week. Yeah, maybe we should be playing him. Um no, I mean, Venture, I think, would be popular as well because he's played well. It's kind of bounced back and forth between the Corn Ferry Tour and the PGA Tour, and a lot of the good, really good finishes have been on the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, but no, I don't, I don't have a lot of interest. For me, I think it's Denny McCarthy and Stenson and, and, and a lot of prayer. A lot of prayer. <laughs> 8K range. We've got some guys. Uh, we kick it off with Charlie Hoffman, and we end it with Patrick Rogers, who I actually do really like. But in between, we've got, you know, Matthias Schwab, Luke List, Shank, who never misses a cut, uh, that Kyle Stanley, some other guys. I'm going to throw out – I think Luke List sets up really well here, but he he is so bad with the putter. If you're going to rip on Grio, wouldn't you say the same about him? I literally would – they just repeat everything I said um, about Grill. The, the thing about List, though, is he did win on the Corn Ferry Tour. So he at least has a top result at some point in, like, the last 12 weeks. Um, but him, the same thing. I mean, it's just, like, the putting so, so bad, and the results just don't match up with, like, where he's priced um, and people's expectation of what he's going to do. And I, Again, I, I try to follow the ball striking, but at some point when it just seems like week in and week out, not even close with the putter and, and the results, I mean, you have to be able to look at the results and, and, and separate them from the stats. A lot of times we like to separate the stats and look for kind of hidden gems, but I mean, if you're just looking at results and it's all you're seeing is missed cuts and T50s and it's like, I, I don't know, it's hard to pay the 8,700. I actually like Hoffman a lot at 8,900. Okay. He seems to be kind of trending in the right direction. Uh, Was good at the workday. Was good, really good at the Northern Trust, gained 6.1 strokes with the ball striking. He was T13 there. It was just kind of okay at the Safeway. Um, But I mean, there's just not a lot of guys in this field that are kind of I don't want to call him a premier name, but, um, you know, a decent name, a guy that could definitely win this event if he's playing well. 8,900, I think, is a good price. One at Mayakoba, which I think is a, a comparable track to this. Um, 
I mean, I like them. You're just not going to find, you're either going to find good names that are playing awful or awful players that are playing well. You know, you're not, there's not, not a lot of, uh, oh, this guy's actually a good golfer and he's playing well. So you're going to have to pick your poison. Hoffman is one of those classic guys right now where at different points over the last five, six events, something has popped, but at the same time, other things are going away. Like at workday, he gained six strokes putting, followed up with a terrible miscut at the 3M where he lost five strokes on the approach. Only a couple weeks later, he gained seven strokes with the approach at the Northern Trust. So it's all there. It's just about putting it together. And that always breeds potential home run play because the downside is immense on the other side. So I get that. I I tell you, you know, caught my eye and it's a guy that was super popular. Like he's old news now and his game has fallen off is Norlander. He was playing so good a couple months ago, but the form has really dissipated. Any interest or is he another just can't putt, can't play? Yeah, I don't think it's not at 8,600. I mean, he, he seemed like a much better play at the end of last year when he was like 6,800 and playing well now he's kind of the game has fallen off and he's expensive just because it's a bad field um no i i would not go there for for hoffman i would take my chances with list and pray to god he could putt um even a guy like schwab who i think is a much more talented golfer uh than norlander patrick rogers no no he's really just I so so boring. I don't know. I guess yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like lock in your T35 with him maybe. Yeah. Let me check let me check the tape on Rodgers and see what we've got here in some his, recent. His irons are broken. Oh, negative 14 strokes <laughs> ball striking at the Northern Trust. He did That's better true. at the Safeway. He was only negative 1 at the Safeway. <laughs> yeah, so if you follow that, if he increases by 14 again, he's going to win going away. Um, so in his last three events, he's basically lost 17 strokes off the tee and on approach. I, I don't think I'm going to go there. Okay. He is gaining consistently off the tee and with the putter. That is a formula that Cameron Champ, I don't really put Bryson in there, but kind of. And Wolf do at times. Patrick Rogers, I didn't think was a good putter. I think I might be wrong on that. He's starting to prove it more than consistently. So keep that in mind. Zing Zoon Zhang. He just seemed to come out of nowhere to He's nuts. be 8,400. I mean, I don't know. Like, I think that's a combination of a good finish here two years ago, T5, a good finish in his last start, T14. You take those away and he's like 6,700, but I don't know. So, no, I don't like him. Boom, you know who like- has the best course history here? I don't know where he's priced. Who? I, Boy, Kelly Craft, fifth. And oh, yeah. I, you know, I saw that actually. And <laughs> the thing about it is, honestly, if your guy is playing here consistently, that's not the best sign. I really believe that. Like, this is a tournament yeah. you don't want to play in. Yeah. This is like, you know, it's like Crash Davis leading the minor leagues in home runs. Like, you don't, that's not a. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Not what you want. So you're, you're a very bad golfer if you play here every year. Yeah. Uh, Chad asked about Straka. We can bounce them. I, I don't have a strong take. I think he's fine. He's shown some flashes, but didn't stand out. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that I will always look at every week because I feel like a little bit like a Taylor Gooch, like just we see these new hot performances out of him where he just is striping the ball. Um, but I don't know, haven't seen a lot out of him lately. I mean, the numbers just haven't been as good unless I missed something. And that price is is pretty expensive. Um yeah, I mean 3M he was great, but I mean his last four events uh plus 3.1 is the best that he's done in the ball striking department so no i I don't think i can pay 9300 for him this week yeah i don't have much all right let's keep it moving i do want to say real quick a couple things a little housekeeping action one you guys know this but a hitting the like button helps and it's much appreciated also if you don't for some reason subscribe to the channel hit the notification bell we have so many shows. That's the best way to keep track of them. We have so much good stuff going on outside the PGA world with NFL, obviously taking over NBA playoffs, baseball, um, MMA and NASCAR are still going strong, but we just have so much content on the NFL right now. Best time to get in, in the ropes. Awesome. O plus weekly, monthly, annually, we have a package for you. That's one of my favorite things about the site. Go to awesome. slash join and build your own package. Find out what works for you. Don't get a package that has stuff that you don't need. Find the one that works for you. It's the most cost-effective. So go and do that. Give us a try. I'm doing a college football show on Saturdays, by the way. Quick plug for that. That show is is fire. It's the best best show on the whole. whole I don't know about that, but great show. I really do enjoy it. And we have the SEC this week coming back. So we're going to build some. I'm not going to derail this show, Tim, but what did Chubba, our man Chubba Hubbard last week, my goodness. Needed like the late touchdown to just get the double digit fantasy points. Uh, yeah. His rushing prop was almost 200 yards and just, he didn't, he was did that the that. worst. I think that was the worst offensive performance I've ever seen out of like a major team. It was pathetic. I watched that game. Whew. That was, um, yeah, that was one of the worst offensive performances I've ever seen. Yeah, it was it was ugly. But all right, here we go. God, do I want to mention Stanley? Yeah, I kind of do want to mention Kyle Stanley. But man, I took a close look at him before the show. <laughs> the the T to Green game is coming along, but he again fits the bucket of List and Griot. You're starting <laughs> to get more wiggle room with the price, though. Yeah, eighty one hundred is a little more palatable. Um, it's like if he comes in T40, it's not optimal, but it's, you know, your, your expectation is not that you need a top 10 out of Kyle Stanley. I, yeah, I don't mind him. Uh, was decent at the Safeway. Was good at the Barracuda. Ball striking was great at the 3M. 
yeah, I, I like it. I think you could talk me into, into Stanley. This is not a range that I really, uh, I like a lot. I think there's some guys in the mid to low seven range, uh, but the upper, upper sevens kind of lower eights. I don't know. Maybe I, I, he might be the best play there. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, you have some names, particular bombers. Like I think Keith Mitchell and Johnny Vegas will get some interest just because they can attack these par fives. They can really score. I, I'm not a guy, as you know, I don't think you are either, that likes to play these borderline made up people. Um, but this guy now he's gotten some reps and his price hasn't adjusted. Like Will Gordon is 7K in stronger fields than this. I, I was actually pretty surprised to see him at 7,600 here. Yeah, I think we're in the same boat. I have him written down here. I like him a lot. The off the tee game in the last two events has been really, really good. Gained 6.1 off the tee at the Safeway. Everything else was bad there, so not a good finish. Um, but he gained 5.7, uh, or no, that's the ball striking. The off the tee, I think he gained four strokes off the tee at Wyndham and, and was decent on the approach. So the last two events, the off the tee was amazing, and Wyndham's not even a driver-heavy course. Um so I like him. And I mean, like we said, we don't know a lot about this course as far as course fit, um, but it's 7,600 yards I mean, off the tee has to be somewhat important. Um, so I like him. Another guy, a lot of talent and you're not having to pay up for it. Like, you know, Zalatoris, I'm not saying Will Gordon's in the same class, but I mean, it's nice to get the talent and not have to pay 10, five, 10, six for it. It's like, he's a, it's a palatable price. And just for the record, and I, I think you would acknowledge this, even though I don't think this is the case and neither do you, we also could look back the other way and be like, do you remember when Will Zalatoris was the leading price in a PGA Tour event and that guy didn't even keep his card? Like he's just gone in a year? Wow. Wow. That's it. You just put that out on the internet. Nope. Someone's going to use that. Nope. You. Yeah, Very. when you splice it. Like, <laughs> I, I'm serious though. Like, would it... Will Gordon could have a much better career than Will Z. I doubt that happens, but it's, listen, this is, it's in flux both ways. We just don't know. Yeah, I agree. But I'm with you on Gordon. Um, he's hit it well. He's had at least one really good finish and the price is good. Um, you know, I don't mind Mitchell at 7,600. He has a second here. Um, the ball striking's kind of been up and down, but you're not, you know, again, 7,600 in this field, not a bad price, but I, I think I'd play Will Gordon over him. Seems to be a little bit more consistent than Hillicky. Agree. If you want consistent, you know what you're getting with this guy. Not a, not a tour regular, but not an unknown at this point. It's the birdie maker Baker, 7,500. This guy's tee to green automatic. Um, Certainly a, a field where he, his talent will rise, fair price. I don't really have a big problem with it. The, the results haven't been great, but they haven't been awful either. Yeah, he hurt me at Safeway. I, I really liked him there, missed the cut. Um, but I'm with you. The numbers, and, and it's been this way every start, and he doesn't play a ton. But when he plays, he hits it great. Um, and, and the price never really seems to adjust. Maybe it's because like Grillo and Stanley, he can't putt and he never really gets a, a, a decent finish. But yeah, you, you know, you're not going to get better numbers uh, for 7,500 or, or mid 7K than him. Um, I got one for you a little bit cheaper that I really like, and I don't think a lot of people will play him. I don't, you're it, not, I don't, you, I don't think you're guessing. You is try. it Mark Anderson? <laughs> not Mark. I have no idea who Mark, Mark Anderson. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, because I don't know who that is. Room. I have no clue. <laughs> I like him. Doug Gim at 7,300. 
talk to um, him. You know, he was a guy that had a ton of amateur hype, number one amateur in the world, uh, played University of Texas, teammates, Scotty Scheffler. He was one of the best amateur players, collegiate players uh, around at the time, came in, you know, I don't want to say he came in with the same type of fanfare as guys like Morikawa, but I mean, he was highly touted amateur, just didn't really pan out to start off. Um, but kind of caught my eye at Wyndham, even though he missed the cut. I always go back, I look at the missed cuts and see if anybody just really struck it well, uh, even though they missed the cut. And he did. He gained 3.1 with the ball striking at Wyndham. And then he went to Safeway. He was T14, positive ball striking there, um, positive ball striking at the 3M. Um, things are turning around, and he's another highly touted guy. Um, you know, I don't think a ton of people will play him because if you look at the results, they're not really jumping off the page. But the ball striking has been better. Um, and I think just big time talent for 7,300. Listen, yeah. And this is a guy, there were times where he was starting to get some steam and the price would have been a lot higher than it is now. He's starting to flash it. And I actually think him getting cut at Wyndham is a big boost if you like him here. Because if he didn't, if that, if he putted good there, he would come in probably with three straight top 20s or better. And people would be taking notice. I'm not saying he's totally ignored, but you look at it now, it's 18th miscut 14th. That looks a lot worse than 18th, 12th, 14th. So keep an eye on him. I'm, I'm completely with you. This is the type of tournament for him. You know, it was a God. When I was looking at the pricing, you know, some names stood out. And then there was Kurt Kitayama, who's just like sitting there and it, he feels overpriced and underpriced at the same time. It's so funny that you mentioned him is, and I was playing around with lineups um, and I plugged in five guys that I really liked and I was left with like 7,100. And I'm like, this is an awful price range. Like I don't even like Kitayama, but I guess this is the guy I would play. So I'm like, oh, let me retool. Plugged in like a different five guys was left with 7,100 again. And I'm like, I just, I don't know. I mean, people like him if you just looked at the recent results, I mean, there's nothing there to be excited about. He's done some work on the Euro tour back. What was it a year ago at this point? I yeah. believe. Um, so a talented dude, probably more talented than the other players in this range. But I mean, recently just hasn't done too much. Um, and so I, I don't love him, but you're probably going to look at my lineups and find him in there just because for some reason I leave myself with $7,100 and that's uh what I got. It's a funnel price. Yeah. I mean, you line is there. I'd love to, I'd love to talk him up. I don't really see much. His off the tee game is weak. Then there's a string of guys as we go to the, the 6k range, I'm going to include flat seven who have been playing awful. And then I don't want to say randomly, but it kind of was random have gotten it together. So JJ spawn is first. He had done absolutely nothing in 2020. Literally his best finish was 30th at the farmers in January. Ninth at the Safeway, gained 8.1 T to green, irons leading the way. What do you make of that from literally from the clouds? I mean, we've seen it from him before, right? We've seen him go away. He's battled injuries, and I don't know if he, it's not always been stuff that he's been like, I'm hurt, I'm taking off six months. It's it. like we've seen him try to play through injuries and be awful. We've both been huge fans of him for a couple years now. Um, because when he plays well, he hits it great. I think um, 
I'm playing him because like I said, we've seen this several times out of him going long stretches of playing awful and then something just turns around and then he goes through stretches of playing great where he's hitting it great. Um, I like the course for him. He kind of fits in uh, with the other guys, you know, the short hitters have had success here. You know, he's not a super long guy off the tee. I, I like it. I mean, we're long-term JJ spawn guys and I don't think it takes much to get us back on the bandwagon. Um, so yeah, I'm going there. He, listen, this is a guy that I, I've been adamant and I still believe this, that he had momentum derailed several times by injury. He was building towards stuff. This was a guy I thought was going to break through and win. And he had his chances to be honest. And then he went away that type of form. It's just, I know it comes out of nowhere and it could disappear out of nowhere, but just showing that he can still do that. I think warrants consideration in a field like this at flat seven, like, yeah. And I mean, it's like, and we talk about this and it's true in maybe a couple different sports, but you're, you're only going to get one shot, right? It's like he's seven K in a terrible field. Yeah. And, and maybe he misses the cut, but if he plays well, the next time you see him, he's going to be 8,500 in the terrible field or seven. Yeah. And more popular. So it's like, you're, we're only going to get one shot at, at this awful field at, at a great price. So I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. So, and listen, I, you know, we, we have great viewers. I'm not saying we don't, uh, friend of the show, Michael Yarbrough, I hope I'm not butchering your last name says official. We have shot tracker. Wow. I don't know if that's true, but I'll take his word for it. I hope that is the case. If he he said, he said official. Yeah. He said official and he put it in caps. So, you know, it's legit. Um, so yeah we're just emptying the clip into the so now i definitely want to play jj spawn because now i can see see it uh what happens to him so much to the experience just to see the the the, to have shot track you wouldn't think it would but i mean just the the shot we're in the hole shot two to the rough that's nothing you know that's amateur hour speaking of this guy's not amateur hour anymore i he makes jj spawn look consistent Akshay Batia had done straight nothing. Turned pro, people were on him, six straight missed cuts. Comes in ninth at Safeway, gains across the board. I still am a little skeptical. I think he's going to be way more popular than he should be. I don't, I don't think I can go there. I got I to gotta check some numbers on Batia. Is he the Pepperdine guy? I get these young the guys. Pepperdine I guy. Who's the Pepperdine guy? I, I don't know. I, One of them is the Pepperdine guy. I don't Akshay Batia. Let's see. I'm trying you... to chalk up the good finish to being a California guy, but I don't, I could be totally. <sighs> um, is he the Pepper? I don't see anything about Pepperdine here. Never mind. I'm just outing myself as a complete donkey. Right <laughs> I mean, Pepperdine, sweet campus right on the beach. Um, um now, I mean, I don't know. It, it it's hard. I mean, these guys, have, when they've played so bad, it's hard for me to just hop on uh, after one good result. I mean, I, I'm willing to do that with Spawn because we've seen him, uh, you know, go back and forth, play awful, play great, play awful, play great. But Tia, I'm not just going to jump on after one good, one good result. Yeah, I, listen, this we're going to see this. They, he, I think he's only 19. Um, yeah, he, he's 18. So like, this is, you're going to see results that are all over the place. He's got the talent. I think he's going to be a very good player. I'm not hating on it, but if he's like 10% owned, that's an easy pivot for me. 
Yeah, he didn't even go to college. Yeah, yeah, that's I, that's what I thought. He's so young. Um, I think Thigala is the uh, Pepperdine guy. Thigala. That's that's what I'm going to refer to him as now. Okay. I have See, to come up with ways to remember to differentiate between some of these guys that I my old brain just gets confused with. So. Yeah, he went to Pepperdine, so for him, go Golden Wave or whatever they are. Um, any Hagee love? Bomber? Hey, no. No. All right. God. I mean, th- I, I think this is a good um, just macro thing. It There's below 7K, awful players, n- not really any good plays that I see. And also you have to think of there's nothing, there's nobody to pay up for. Like, why are we going to, why are we going to go below seven K so we can jam in like uh, Corey Connors, Mac Hughes lineup. Like, so that's the thing that I think about. I mean, not only do I not really like anybody below seven K it's, it's like, okay, well, even if you do take a shot with one of these guys, where are you spending up for? And, and is that really smart to do? Like, So I definitely agree with that. It's really to unlock combos. You you have to really like Will Z, and even so, I don't know if you need to do that this week. There are a couple names that I just want to mention, and then we can get out of here. One, I got to start with this guy because I'm fairly certain, maybe like a year or so, we've been doing the show for a while, but I'd say like a year ago, you recommended a guy, and I, I swear to God, I never, ever had heard of him. And his name was, I want to say it's this guy. It was Michael Glickich. Michael Glickich, yeah. He is now playing very well. Um, he was 26th at the 3M, 59th at Wyndham, 14th at Safeway. Tita Green, though, has been positive in all of them. And it's actually been positive in his last five. I, I mean, literally, the only time I ever heard this guy's name is, I think you recommended him, like, way back in months and months ago, pre-COVID. Uh do you want to go back to your, your original here? Um, yeah, I mean, that's what I do. I, I unearth these guys like Brendan Todd. I was on him like five years ago. <laughs> I just see things in golfers that other people don't see. Um, and, and a lot of times I'm way too early. And it's a detriment, honestly, because I never get paid off. Um, it's you gotta I mean, stick. Yeah, he's fine, but I'm going to stick with the sentiment of, what is that really you know what are we really accomplishing by playing him do we see him contending or is it where are we just using him as a salary saver and a guy who can finish t25 or t30 like i mean if you have a guy down here and you're like yeah i think this guy if he gets hot he can win that's great but it's like if we're just trying to get a cut maker to open up other stuff i i just don't know if that's for me but yeah i mean i think he's He's definitely underpriced in this field for how how well he's played. Yeah, I I tend to agree. I, his name stood out for ball striking. DJ Trahan played well at Safeway, but it was all with the short game, and that was literally coming off ten straight missed cuts. I don't I don't do that. Affy Barnrat, I think, is the best player down here. His game is not in form though. He's missed about seven or eight in a row. I got a I got a wild one for you. A guy is it that- below these guys? Yeah, that you're you've always been a fan of going back maybe a couple years. Who Streb? Grayson Murray. Oh my god. The miscut at the Safeway. 
He hit it well. He hit it well to Safeway. I'm just did he Safeway? <laughs> did he play all thirty? For him, getting cut is actually good because normally he, he just withdraws. All, he played all thirty-six holes. Yes. Okay. Gained three point five two with the ball striking. Is he? No interest there, huh? Twelve last year here. Man. Um, that's someone I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't really consider just because when you look at him in a short-term view, it's impossible to get there because his form is awful. But when you take Grayson's game when, and this is a huge if, when he was playing better, this is the type of course he takes apart. Par fives, he can score, he makes enough putts, uh, easy field. Maybe as like a true one percenter, but man, Grayson, Grayson, like I said, when he when he plays bad, he just withdraws. Yeah, well, you know, if he's playing bad, he's playing bad. He's playing bad. That's fair. But I did the same thing. Like I said, I mean, he's missed so many cuts, but just like Doug Gim at the Wyndham, the only the only reason I found him is because I'm just wading through the Safeway data and guys that missed the cut that actually hit it really well. And he stuck out and he's a guy that we've always kind of liked to play in this type of weak field birdie fest. Um, yeah. but and yeah. he's one, he's like, listen, Grayson a couple years ago was like, all right, this guy's going to be not, I'm not saying racking up majors, but like, he's just going to be a tour regular and like a quality quality golfer. He, I mean, he, he had a string of top twenties, at very respectable events. I, you know, I wish I, Aaron Wise was here so badly so I could tout him. But he's not. Instead, okay. I got it. I mean, I honestly, below 7K, I, like I said, there's nobody I like. I don't really feel like there's a real reason to go down here. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you, great point, but it's like, what am I getting? You know, it's like, all right, I'll plug him in, and now I'm going up from Will Gordon to you know some other terrible player. No, I I, I think it's more what you want to do <laughs> is you want to identify a handful of players down here that you in a jam might be comfortable with, and then it when you build. If you land on them, you say, okay, at least I have that range covered. Doesn't mean you go to them necessarily. That's what I do, at least. Like, I want to know, okay, if I build and I have 6,500 left, what do I do if I cross that bridge? Um, I would love to say Stefani, but he's just playing so poorly. I don't (laughs) think I can get there. It's That's my plan this week. Just to wrap wrap up what I'm really thinking of for my final thoughts is I think you just want to at least have a game plan with each price point and just knowing a field like this, I think it's kind of inverted where your top end guys are not going to be asked. It's not like, okay, I'm playing the top. They have to win. And then my cheapies need to make the cut. Like your last guy can win this event. And then your best guy could easily get cut. It's just that type of upside down week. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's like, as you go farther down the pricing sheet, guys, are more appropriately priced or even better priced. You know, everybody up top, we say this every week in really weak fields, the expensive guys are overpriced. And then the guys at 7K and upper six are in the same spot as they always are. Um, so they look like a value. Um, but yeah, I actually like this week. Um, Cause wow. there's, just not a, there's not a lot of guys that I really like 
And for me, I, I like that. I hate weeks at majors where it's like, I don't know who to play because they all feel like great plays. Um, that's really hard for me. Cause it's just, I don't, I don't know where to just, I, I feel like I don't know where to go here. It's like, I, I feel pretty fairly confident in like a handful of guys. And I feel like I can get with only a few lineups kind of cover the guys that I really like. Whereas it's like, I have no clue at a U.S. open, whether it's going to be Rom, DJ, JT, Rory, Bryson. It's like, no clue here. I, I feel like I have a strong read on a couple guys and I, I don't need that many lineups to kind of cover the bases that I want to cover. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, and listen, there's a lot of names, a lot of names uh, that bad form, you know, they pop here and there that you can look to. We'll try to sort through those tomorrow. You know, Chase Seifert came up. I think he's someone, again, you can look to tomorrow night, 830, me and Jason Roslin, we'll talk lineup construction go through this field again and, and comb through and see what we can find. But uh, listen, this is not the best week. I don't, I don't mean that for DFS though. I actually really do think tournaments like this, if you have a lion on a guy that you think, you know, okay, maybe in some stronger fields, I've targeted him and he's coming 50th or something. This is the time to get an outright winner, both on the DFS side or the betting side. I, I, I assume Tim, you feel that way with betting. Like this is the type of field you could see a 200 to one shot win. Oh yeah. I love fields like this for betting. And I'm going to go back to the same thing as with majors. I mean, with majors, it's always, you know, the guy, every major almost seems like it's won by a guy at, you know, 25 to one or 40 to one or cheaper. I mean, these, it's like anybody, anybody could win anybody. So you get some really great prices. I mean, it's hundred to one, 200 to one is not uncommon to win an event like this, nope. uh, which makes it really interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I, it should be a fun week. The contests are decent. If there's going to be shot tracker. Um, yeah. It seems like DraftKings finally, like this seems like a classic spot where DraftKings would have in the past made the contest completely terrible. They would, they would have filled by Tuesday afternoon and everyone would have been pissed off. It seems like they actually got it right for once. Yeah. They pumped it up and, and it's good. Listen, I, you'll whoever wins a, a ton of money they're not going to care that they wanted at the corrales like the u.s open the corrales i don't care which gpp i take down you just want to take one down so on that note as we appreciate you guys stopping and even for let's be honest not not the best event of the year for golf but there's going to be plenty more on your way out hit the like button subscribe notification bell you guys know the drill anything comes up you have questions you find me jazz dfs Find Tim Fantasy Golfman on Twitter. We'll see you inside Slack soon enough. Good luck, everyone. See you tomorrow night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.